Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode and good morning. Alright, so we have some updates of what's happening out here. I have some good news actually. Um, so on the skidster repair, a skidster is a front loader essentially. If you guys don't know what a skidster is, the one I actually have is called a Bobcat. It's a way older model, Bobcat 743 skidster. Um, basically there's no electronics on it. It's just all mechanical stuff. The only, there's only one mechanical thing. I mean, um, electrical, which is the actual key just to power on the solenoid. But other than that, there's no electrical on it at all. Um, so there's a benefit to it as well. Um, having an older machine, older machines, you can keep working on them and keep them going, you know, but because they're older machines, they're more prone to breaking over time. It's just what it is. So, um, I ended up developing a lot um, out on the other side of the island and I used this skidster quite a bit before I even got to that big project I was using the skidster pretty much every day doing all kinds of stuff um, Then I put it through a lot of abuse unfortunately out at that last property that I developed out and um, the, That project is completed, but the skidster broke down on me in fact towards the end There were so much repairs that had to be done on this thing and I didn't have the time because I was under a a deadline that I end up having to rent um, skidsters and excavators in order to um, finish up whatever I need to finish up and that worked out great it's done well now it's time to get the skidster up and running so the skidster now has been sitting for about mm, eight months nine months at least and um, there was a handful of problems that need to be addressed uh, so we started addressing them so the oil cooler for this skidster had a major leak it was just spraying um, hydraulic fluid out like crazy it was just insane so my um, diesel mechanic um, tried to see if he could fix it he said um, because of the location of where it was located in a really tight spot he didn't want to take a chance of trying to fix it and then putting it back on and it failing on me so um, there's a radiator repair place on the other side of the island here and um, he actually dropped it off for me they only had it for like maybe a day or two max. Uh, and then they called back and said they had it fixed. So I had someone pick it up for me yesterday. Um, they got it out here um, before 12 o'clock um, lunchtime. And my diesel mechanic didn't show up until late in the afternoon because he was busy. But that's okay. Now, the repair for that radiator. In fact, when I got the, the oil cooler back, I almost thought I got a brand new one. Like, I was confused. I looked at it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not my oil cooler. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute, it is. Because I remember where one of the fins were bent over. And I was amazed. The guys over there um, at that radiator repair place, um, they did an awesome job. I mean, it looks brand new. So they, they fixed it all up. There's no leaks on it. Um, they cleaned everything up. It looks like they even either completely wire brushed everything down or sandblasted everything down. And then completely repainted it. Like it looks brand new. Like brand spanking new. And um, they only charged $100 to do that. Now I found a used one online for $450. So for them to repair it for $100, that is a awesome savings, right? I was expecting, they kind of told me on the phone, um, look, somewhere around maybe $200 maybe, max. And so when I went to go pick it up, it was $100 even. And they even gave me a free calendar. <laughs> so that was an awesome deal. So that's been fixed. Um, so I had that delivered back yesterday. 
And then last night, actually, I had spotlights out. I was out there with the diesel mechanic helping him wrench on the um, skidster to get things finished. So we went ahead and put the oil cooler on. Good to go on that. Uh, and then we had that major leak underneath the cab where you sit um, that supplies the hydraulic fluid to the drive motor for the right side tires. Um, and that one was leaking really bad. Um, so he made the hoses, came out, fit perfect, and he put the hoses on. Good to go. Then we went ahead and put the um, service plates back on. We put the wheels back on. Um, we started it up to cycle the um, hydraulic fluid a little bit because obviously the, the oil cooler is empty and um, that hose was empty, right? So to cycle it a little bit, uh, I raised the arms up because I had a lift cylinder um, main seals that were failed for a long time, for many years, for like almost three years at least. But I had the rebuild seal kit sitting. I bought it many years ago and I always kept it in a safe place because I knew one day we were going to fix it. So last night I actually helped him um, put take off the ram, repack the ram, put the new seals on and put it back on. So we, we were working until probably about 8, maybe 9 o'clock at night with spotlights. Um, and then after that, I have a pivot pin for the front bucket. There's, there's one on each side. And without that pin, you can't use the skidster because the bucket just flops around. There's no pivot pin, right? So um, I, I also purchased pivot pins, I don't know, probably, I don't know, almost nine months, maybe eight months ago when I first broke them. And so I've had them sitting. So last night, him and me were rocking, you know, the bucket back and forth to get the, the holes aligned. We put the new pivot pin in and that was it. Um, we, the only thing I was missing was a heavy duty washer. So I dug one up from under my house this morning, um, put it on, made sure all the lugs was nice and tight, and I turned on the machine. Turned it on, and I start lifting the arms up and down. I'm checking for any visual, visual leaks. I'm also cycling the hydraulics to get the air out of the lines, um, so that way we can get just pure hydraulic fluid into all the lines properly. So I'm cycling it up and down, and I turn it off, and then I go and check my um, hydraulic fluid, and obviously it drops lower. Because I'm cycling through, it's you know taking out the air, so I fill that back up, um, fill, top it off with diesel. I grease the machine. I have a Milwaukee M12 um, grease gun, so you don't have to pump by hand. You just pull a trigger and it just starts pumping grease. I've had that for a long time, so I went ahead and serviced the machine, double checked the oil. I put just it was just a barely low on a little bit of um, radiator fluid water, so I put some water in it. Uh, and then I basically drove it around the yard, cycling everything. Um, there's still some air in the lines. It's slowly clearing itself up. So it's as, as you work the machine more and more and more, more of those little air bubbles and everything else will start escaping and coming out um, and purging through the um, uh, hydraulic tank itself. Um, so as of right now, it is actually fixed. And I've actually already been using it. Since I've already cycled everything, I'm trying to use it. Um, back when we had that bat that bad massive wildfire or I don't even want to say wildfire because somebody actually started that fire but we had a really big fire and that's why we were replacing the fence line on the back because the bulldozers came through to create a fire break right well at the exact same time when that was happening I ended up using a um, different skidster I had to rent one because my engine was still broken at that time obviously so um, I dug a really big hole into my front yard and I took that dirt and I started um, piling that dirt all the way around my home my off-grid home to create a create a fire break 
because it's easier for me to just dump dirt than it is for me to try to peel up rocks and grass and everything with the skidster. So I dump dirt all around my house, all around my solar panels, all around my power shed that has the Tesla batteries and everything else in it. And um, it was just, uh, uh, it was me trying to save my home just in case they couldn't bulldoze the back of the property and cut, cut off the fire in time. So with that said, I essentially have a mess of dirt around my home, um, but I also have a really big hole in my front yard. So now that I have the skidster up and running as of today, um, I'm actually scooping up a lot of the dirt and starting to filling this hole. And I actually, if it, let me look at the hole. I have almost half of the hole filled back in already. So I'm just going around, scooping up all the dirt, scraping everything, backblading, making sure everything is, you know, smooth again. And just taking all this material and filling back in the hole. Um, that way. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm looking outside and I see something going on. What's going on out there? Oh, anyway. So I uh, went ahead and got that. Um, I'm filling the holes in. So it's, it's going good. So, yeah. As of today, the skidster is up and running. I'm going to finish filling in the hole. And then actually I'm going to take it to the back to where we're doing the fence line. And we're going to use that to move all the, um, you know, the fence posts around. And um, I have my plate for, um, what do you call it, uh, unrolling the, uh, the hog wire. So, yeah, the skidster lives to fight another day until another hole breaks or something else fails. And, and you know, here's the thing. Um, it will happen. Right, it absolutely will happen eventually again. Something else will break. We just have to fix it. It's just what it is. So let's recap of how much everything cost me to fix it. So my diesel mechanic charged me two hundred and fifty dollars for his labor um, and for him trying to attempt to fix that radiator. So essentially, if you break it down, he was charging sixty dollars an hour. So he has about three hours, about three hours in. Well, no, he's got sorry, four hours in it on you know working on the machine itself but i was also able to save some money because i did a lot of the work myself too um i had to buy two buckets of hydraulic fluid 50 bucks a piece um the pivot pins i think were like 40 bucks um the seal kit i think was like 50 something uh oh yeah and and his price also included the new holes that he had to make for me so if you actually take it out he probably had maybe, let's see, maybe two and a half to three hours of work, maybe. And then the rest was just the cost to fix, you know, to actually make a new hydraulic line um, for the skidster. So all said and done, if I add up all my parts and labor and everything else, because I actually paid him 300 instead of 250 because he came out and we were working late in the last night getting it done. And it, as of today, it's running. So... Uh, I paid him $300, so total to get this thing running was $600, um, give or take. Maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but round about $600. So, not too shabby, because think about it like this. In one of my earlier podcasts, I was discussing the fact that I may have to go rent one to help do the fence line in the back, and it was $1,200 a week. And I told myself, as long as we don't go over, say, 2000 you know, 1500 to 2000 that's a fair price to get the machine fixed. Well, I have the machine fixed for 600 So for half the amount of the rental cost, if I went to go and rent one just for one week, I was able to fix my machine and I don't have to pay a rental cost. So essentially, 
not only did I get my machine running, but I also saved myself, you know, $600 from the one week rental because it would have cost $1,200. So yeah, well, actually, no, I would have saved myself $1,200. Yeah, because um, obviously I'd have to pay the whole rental fee. Well, to fix the machine for $600 is a deal. Absolute deal. So I'm really, really happy about that. So I'm going to baby it a little bit. I don't want to break anything else for a little while. Uh, it needs to do a lot of work still yet. So yeah, it lives to fight another day. And I'm glad I went this route to get it fixed and up and running. Because at the end of the day, it, it's sad that if I have to go and rent a machine when I own a machine. Right? So I, that was the whole point I was making in my other podcast was that I'd rather spend the money fixing my machine than renting a you know a company's machine and the money goes to them well i got my machine fixed for 600 bucks and i can continue continuously use it in the future for free as long as nothing else breaks <laughs> but even if something else breaks it's still cheaper for me to fix it than it is for me to go and rent a machine <coughs> so yeah i am pretty pretty happy guys let me tell you this this skidster has done a lot of work in its lifetime. It's a really old skidster. I think it's 19, don't quote me, I think it's 1980, I think it's a 19, is it, yeah, oh yeah, sorry, it's a 1984 or 1983 machine. That's when it was manufactured and made. So, <laughs> she's got some years on her, you know, so, and I was actually born in <laughs> 85, so uh, it's almost the same age as me. Uh, it's just a little bit older than than myself, and I'm going to be, oh no, I'm 37 now, so yeah, it's about 37, 38, so it's about 38 years old, this machine, and it's still working, you know, so anyway, just wanted to update everybody on the progress of what's happening out here, so I'm going to get back to work, start the machine up, fill, start filling in this big hole in my front yard, and then um, take it into the back and put it to work again, so Thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll give you guys more updates of things unfolding here at the ranch. And um, always stay positive, guys, you know. Even when you're faced with, uh, you know, heartache or pain, stick it out and you'll be surprised. You know, I'm pretty happy right now because I have my machine working again. It was half the cost of me renting a machine just for one week. Win-win, guys. Absolutely win-win. So, Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys on the next one.